Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. with Peter Vlahos on this Monday, live from the Toolkit Depot studio. Great to have your company. Uh, we'll get to the SMSs in just a moment. You can join us on the temperate bedshed. Text machine 0487 736 736. Updating the six and three for 103. Patterson is on 12. Christian on seven. Uh, and uh, just a short time ago, Steve Smith was out for a huge 66 33 balls, four fours, six sixes. It was almost a carbon copy of what the Perth Scorchers did at the start of their match here at Optus Stadium against the Melbourne Renegades uh, yesterday afternoon about this time. Off to an absolute flyer, ended up making 211 and in the end beat the Renegades. Bit of a cameo from Aaron Finch right at the end uh, by 10 runs, but they got the job done and will host the major final here Saturday night gets underway at 4.15 against the Sydney Sixers, but they've got to make sure that they keep Steve Smith in check. A man that's been heavily responsible in relation to the player stocks at the Wacker, and in particular the Perth Scorchers squad, has been Cade Harvey. He's the Wacker head of performance, and he joins us on the program now. Cade, thanks for your time. Welcome, Pete. I know in the end, uh, the season will be judged on whether the Perth Scorchers win the BBL 12 championship or premiership, whatever you like to call it. And the Scorchers have won it four times previous. But I'm looking at this squad here because pre-season or pre-tournament, not many really gave the Scorchers a chance. They were saying they'd be around the place, probably third, fourth around there, but not to finish top where they have finished at the end of the home and away fixtures. For me, this has been the most impressive Perth Scorchers squad in 12 BBL campaigns. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, I think that probably happens most years, Pete. The Scorchers tend to be, um, we've tended to be underrated ac- uh, across the journey of the whole BBL from the time that early on we were dad's army. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I don't think too much has changed there. People have probably underestimated or, We'll probably not um, buried our ability to be able to continue to grow and evolve and build a, a group that was going to be successful. We had a hiccup, a, you know, three or four years ago where we struggled a little bit, but you know, over the journey of the Big Bash, we've been pretty consistent in being um, in being consistent. Probably the Sydney Swans of, of the AFL, where you feel like each year you're going to you're going to get your, see your team have a decent crack at it. So, um, yeah, we're not too worried about about the external. Um, the external noise or the external the, the pundits, but um, you know we're certainly really pleased um, with how the boys have gone this year. We we internally probably you know T20 cricket's a tough game. We 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 sort of look at games one each year and, and we figure if we win ten games it gives us our best chance of being top two and from there on then we'll we'll ride our luck. So mm. um, to win eleven games was really pleasing. Um, you know the back end of the tournament um, for the last two weeks has been pretty tough on the on the players and the staff travelling. We've had. 
six games in 12 days and a, and a fair few flights. So the boys will do a, a break over the next couple of days and, and be raring to go for um, for Saturday, having having earned the right to play at home, which we're really looking forward to, having been, you know, WA has been starved of this level of cricket for a little bit. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to Saturday. The thing that's made it really impressive for me, because you've relied on local talent, uh, I know, and we discussed, we have a brief, brief chat earlier today in, in setting up the interview this evening, is that the imports are there just to top it up. But you lost Laurie Evans, who was brilliant last season. Time L Mills is also very handy. Phil Salt. And, of course, Mitch Marsh, who was ruled out for the season after ankle surgery. I'm not sure many franchise would be able to recover and do what the Perth Scorchers have done when you've lost four significant players like the ones I've just mentioned. Yeah, I suppose if you said to us in August that... um that none of your players that you took in the draft that we pre- prepared pretty pretty diligently for, that um, none of them would turn up and play for us um, in the summer. You, you maybe thought one or two, but for all three not to be able to come and, and have to go to the market and, and, and bring some players in, you know, for, for reasonable roles. We obviously had um, Faf and, and Adam Lyth opening the batting for us. So, um, But, yeah, we, we've always really um, tried to build relationships with our overseas players and, and bring the right people into our program. So we felt like we were doing that with the three guys we went to at the draft and, and obviously had to try to do that um, when they weren't available. I think you're always prepared for, in some way, some injuries or, or a strain selection. You know, we've seen Ash Agar miss some cricket with the Test match and and Jai Richardson um, with his hamstring. Mitch was a big blow. I think, um, you know, Mitch has been a really important player for us for a long period of time. So um, all those things seem to happen around the same time, particularly the Mitch one and the and the Phil Salt. So, um, look, we've always backed, um, you know, the guys that we've had sitting, maybe not within our best 11, but we've always, you know, felt like we've had the ability to bring young players into the group at the right time and, um, you know, get the team and the players to buy into a into a game plan and a and a role clarity that um, that means that you've you, you're able to stay competitive. And I think over the last couple of years, we've we've gone from playing in the final and losing to winning last year's final to having a great year. I think the boys amongst themselves, with AT as the captain, and um, have just got a great self belief in game. Um, and I think that holds us in in good stead, even when we're under the pump on uh, under the pump yesterday. You know, you sort of felt like um, you know someone would stand up and and play a role that um, that helped impact the game. And mm. that, that certainly feels like where the group's at. When you look at the squad, uh, there's been some real beacons, some shining lights. Now, Stephen Eskenazi came in, and he's an unusual character in the sense of his cricket pedigree, born in South Africa, spent time in England, played county cricket for Middlesex, plays for Claremont Netherlands. His parents live here, so he's got dual citizenship, of course, England and Australia. But you look at him, you look at Peter Hatsoglu, who, as we know, we brought in from uh, the Melbourne Renegades when he was uh, taken off their list. But apart from that, when you look at the Perth Scorchers, it very much is uh, locally uh, produced talent. And you look at some of the shining lights in that squad. Aaron Hardy elevated to number three. Everybody's talking about him now. And, of course, those Warriors that continue performing, the likes of AJ Ty and Jason Berendorf. It's a nice mix. Yeah, it is a nice mix. I suppose um, I think one thing that we've probably done in WA cricket, you know, in the time that Chris has been the CEO and JL's been the coach and Adam and myself and, and Ben Oliver in these roles, we've always been prepared to tread our own path. We've... We've always been, you know, happy to stick to our game plan and and not get too too caught up in what everyone else is doing. So, you know, when we passed on a platinum pick, <laughs> the only team to pass on a platinum pick um, <clears throat> at the draft, that was that was a little bit rogue and a little bit different. But we really felt strongly that that was the right move um, for us. So, someone like a 
um, and Esky um, and a Peter Hatsker. They're our sort of guys, particularly Esky. I mean, he feels like a, a WA person and he's just fitted in beautifully. And <clears throat> we knew when we lost um, Phil Salt and Mitch Marsh around the same time, we felt like we needed two players to cover that at the international level. And we had we had Steve in our backyard and he's fitted in beautifully. He's not a big name in international cricket, but... Um, you know, he's fitted in beautifully and, and, and feels like a, a real scorcher. So we've always valued that. Um, Pete's, Pete's been great for us. Um, but outside of that, as you say, we're, we're a strong WA team. We've got um, 14 of our 18 players or 14 of our 15 players could be, um, could be, that could be contracted as local players or all WA players. So um, mm-hmm. we feel like we've always been able to bring in some young guys like a Cooper Connolly playing and that's been Aaron Hardy before him and Ashton Turner before him. So we feel like we've been able to bring guys into our system really effectively to, that we're not throwing them to the wolves. We're giving them a chance to develop and not putting too much pressure on them too young. So um, that, that's something that we feel like we've done well over a long period of time. That's not something you do over weeks and months. Um, it takes a long time to build that. So um, we're really pleased with that model and, and, and hoping we can continue um, to be successful with it. Mm. When you look at it, Rocket Choley played for the Renegades. Sean Marsh from the Renegades. Joel Paris, by the way, has just picked up a wicket for the Hurricanes. He's a West Australian. Now, did you feel for David Moody yesterday? Uh, he would have been here at home, excited, playing at Optus Stadium. Uh, his family and friends would have been here. That was a cruel way uh, and a cruel card that was handed to him yesterday. Oh, it certainly was. And I think, you know, we've got, from a WA perspective, we've got 30 players on our state list. And I think, you know, 22 are playing in in other in, in BBL in the BBL competition, of which obviously 14 um, is with the Scorchers. We've got, you know, we've got eight other players that are playing in in other comps, and you know, they're, they're our players. Um, and so you do ride the bumps. You know, there was there was even with Sean yesterday. You know, you sort of love watching Sean bat, but you don't want him to bat too well. But <laughs> you know, when something like that does happen to Mood, you you really feel for him. You know, he, he had a really good start when he got an opportunity this year with the Renegades, bowled really well in his first game and his opportunities have been a bit mixed and um, yeah, we certainly feel for him, you know, in the same breath where uh, after the game we're, we're, we're putting an arm around him and, and, and talking to him about getting ready where he can for us to play a really important role in shield cricket for us. So all of our guys, regardless of where they play, are, are WA players 12 months of the year and, and you certainly feel for him when, when one of them doesn't have a great day um, and certainly in the circumstances. I suppose that Moose found himself yesterday. It's really unfortunate and, and all of our blokes um, really felt for him. And um, yeah, no doubt we're, um, I know a lot of them were having a chat with him after the game. So mm. um, he'll bounce back from that. But um, yeah, we certainly ride the performances of all our guys wanting to see, um, maybe outside of directly against us, but want to see him do well. And you look at some of the other players that certainly are playing with other franchise. Josh Philippi, of course, will be here on Saturday to open the batting with Steve Smith for the Sixers. And of course, as we know, the likes of uh, Darcy Short and Tim David are currently in action for the Hobart Hurricanes. So as you mentioned, Cade, they're spread far and wide. Now, Aston Agar won't be available. I know that he didn't play yesterday uh, because he's heading to India early. Reportedly, they're getting the spinners together early prior to this Indian Test Series. Yeah, that's my understanding. Is they're getting them, um, they're getting them together in Sydney. Um, so there was the potential if we played uh, a game on Saturday and the game was in Sydney that that Ash could play. I think you know one of the really challenging things for for our players is um, you know the scorches isn't isn't um, isn't always the the biggest priority at a given moment in time. And you know Ash left the group to go and play a, a Test match in Sydney and and a, and a Test tour to India for for Ash and where he's at in his career is just. It's just so important. So um, we, we respect that he's um, 
he's got some um, some mixed goals, I suppose, for a period of time. But you know, we certainly felt like the opportunity for him to focus on um, uh, on getting himself right for India. You know, he hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket, and like I say, it's a big tour, a lot of scrutiny. So um, we're, we're supportive of him doing what and what CA want him to do to best prepare for that. And we we just felt like on the game yesterday, knowing that that was the scenario, that we were better off getting ahead of it and, and getting the guys into the team that are going to play those roles in the final. So um, we, we're okay with that. Um, Ash is comfortable with it. And um, as, again, we've, we, we tend to do, we, um, you know, you, you, you bat on and you um, you put a team out there that you've got absolute faith can, can get the job done. So, mm. yeah, in, in, in principle, we're comfortable with where it sits. Good stuff. And as we let you go, Cade, uh, it'll be a bumper crowd here at Optus Stadium on Saturday, the weather's going to be not too hot. In fact, it's going to be a beautiful day, the long-range forecast. So it was a good crowd here last night, over 30,000. Uh, there'll be a few more, no doubt, to coming to Optus Stadium for the big one on Saturday against the Sixers. You must be looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, it only took the first couple of games to, to realise what we missed out on in the last couple of years and what and what WA Cricket fans had missed out on is, um, you know, you, you sort of see 28, 30, 32,000, but it, but it feels like even more because the, the crowd just gets up and about and loves it. So the, the boys have missed that. Um, and as a fan of cricket, being at the game, we, we've certainly missed it. I, I like being down in the rooms with the boys and uh, and being part of the group. And um, um, But to see them back out at the... Uh, to see him back out on the stadium and, and getting the crowd up and about. And just the, just the, the engagement from the fans has been huge. So um, that's a big part of, uh, of who we are and our success is the passion of, um, you know, building the furnace back up and, and getting people into the ground. And, um, you know, I think there's been several, there's been plenty of big moments in the big bash so far where the crowd's played a big role in, in keeping the boys uh, up and about. So look forward to that again on the weekend. Hopefully, you know, a Saturday afternoon final against the Sixers. It's got the hallmarks to be a great game and a great occasion. That'd be huge. Look forward to getting as many people out there as we can. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us, Kate Harvey, head of performance. It's exciting times down at the WAC. Uh, certainly the player talent is immense. It's the best that I reckon I have seen for a number of years. Thanks for your time, mate, and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Pete. Cheers, mate. Good on you. Uh, 5.30, uh, Kate Harvey, the head of uh, high performance at the uh, West Australian Cricket Association, doing an outstanding job. And we've got so many good cricketers going around wearing uh, the gold and black at the moment. That is the Perth Scorchers in the orange. The Sheffield Shield team's going well. And we've got players, as we know, in the BBL 12, uh, sprinkled right around with the other franchise as well. And they are all important players. Let's just update the tennis before we change tack. Uh, as I mentioned, Demonor's finding it a bit tough uh, updating the tennis for you. All thanks to our friends at the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. It's a pinnacle of engineering. Uh, Djokovic took the first set 6-2, and he leads three love, and he's about to break Demonor for a second time in that second set to take four love lead. At the moment, it is uh, Demonor serving at 15-40, Djokovic leading three love in the second set. So it looks like for me, it could be a straight sets exit for uh, Alex Demonor. All right, we're going to talk a bit of Perth glory. There was a fantastic story to be told on Saturday night. Uh, Adam Taggart left and went to Korea in what was very controversial circumstances uh, a couple of seasons ago to the point where the owner chairman was very critical, Tony Sage, of Adam Taggart and his departure. 
He returned to play his first game back for the glory on Saturday night and was instrumental in getting uh, the glory over the Melbourne victory by three goals to one. He scored two goals after coming off the bench in the second half. We'll speak to him next here on Sports Day.